Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in Nevada. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. How are we doing today? We're doing good, Femi. Yeah, we're doing really good. Getting close to Christmas. You got all the shopping done. You ready to go? I, I got to get my brother one thing, my brother and then one of my nephews. But for the most part, the shopping is done. Good for you. There you go. We're on top of things. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, you're way ahead of schedule. You must be a planner. <laughs> well, by, by getting the shopping done, I mean, I tell my fiance, here's who needs some gifts. Please go out and pick some stuff out for them. <laughs> So there that's, you go. So, but hey, we got to delegate some things around here to get stuff done. So uh, we're, we're doing well. Have you done your shopping, though? Is, is that all? Yeah, I'm, that's all I'm, I'm usually out? right on top of it. Yeah, we're, I'm pretty good at that. I get it done. I get stuff done. Don't, that one thing about the cell phone, you just need to make a few calls. You get stuff done. You got to have a guy in the gift business, right? You got to. You got to. Make sure everyone gets that. I mean, the last second shoppers, I mean, you can get people a VEASAN subscription if you want. We encourage people to go ahead and do that. The bowl guy, like, everything that VEASAN has to offer, go Absolutely. ahead and, and, uh, and get everybody that stuff dialed in there. But we have a fun show on deck for these next two hours, though, Michael. Uh, coming up later on this hour, 145 Eastern, Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast will be joining us. We'll go over Harry's picks, who he likes. He wants to talk some MVP. We'll get into that as well. He's got an interesting take in the league's most valuable player market where Brock Purdy sits as the odds-on favorite. We'll get into that. And then in hour number mm-hmm. two at 2.30 Eastern, Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort, for Palm's Pressing 3, which is always a highlight here on the Lombardi line each and every week. So we can't wait to get into that with our buddy Mike Palm. You excited for that one? Palm, always, he's always bringing heat here. Always. Hope you're ready. I love Mike Palm. There's not You don't get enough of Mike Palm. He's smart. He thinks outside the box. He's divergent. You know, it's always good to get his perspective on what's happening around the league, and it's not always going to be what you th- what people suspect it might be. He always has a unique way of saying it. It's a good yeah. job. 
Yeah, it's a nice little uh, Friday preview for our show that we usually do. Myself, Mike Palm, and Mike Pritchard, we do each and every Friday here on the Lombardi line. So we're excited to have him in studio. But let's get to what's happening tonight, Michael. Thursday night football, high leverage Thursday night football game here with two 7-7 yeah. seven seven teams in the thick of the NFC wildcard race. That is the New Orleans Saints visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Right now, looking at the market here, uh, the Saints have been getting bet a little bit here over the course of this morning. We're, we're down to four, but there's some three and a halves in the market as well. The total 45 and a half. Uh, what's kind of your early look here in this game that is going to go a long way in deciding who ultimately gets the seventh seed in the NFC? It's just so scary for me that there was no money coming in on 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 the the Saints and everything was the Rams and yet it went to four and a half and then it moved back to five, four, four. And for the most part all week, when I do my notes, it's been four all week. And today we're seeing the money come in and it has pushed back to to four and, a half, and it goes to three and a half, comes back to four. So I, I have this rule. When it looks too easy, it never is. On paper, this mm. looks easy. Partly because, look, let's face it, the Saints in the last two wins that they've had against the Giants and against the Panthers, they have been really, I don't want to call them dangerous wins, but they have not been really in control of the games. They've won because the other team kind of gave it to them. Right? They've had, in two games, they've thrown the ball for 319 yards total. Wow. In two games, they've run for 184 yards, and yet they're, they've got two on the scoreboard. It looks like they have two dominating wins, and yet when you peel it back, it's not there. They forced one turnover. They forced two turnovers. They have one. They've only turned the ball over one time. So it isn't like you're watching this tape saying, man, they got this thing turned around there in New Orleans. You really don't get that feeling. You know, they're playing better defensively last week. They did. They blitzed Tommy DeVito, and they caused him to have to take sacks, which was a smart thing to do. But, mm -hmm. you know, the Rams have been so effective. But this game really is going to come down to a simple, basic element of pro football is when the Rams can run the football, they're really good. When they have the ability to have a, a, the, when they have the ability to run the ball, keep their defense off the field, basically play – Gain yards, take the pressure off Stafford, who's having a good year. I would say it's nowhere near his Super Bowl year, mm -hmm. but it's better than it was last year, especially in terms of getting hit. Then that becomes a whole different game. They're four and two this year when they gain over 120 yards rushing. They're two and five when they don't get to 100 yards. They have to run the ball. And with Williams back, they've been able to do that. Can they run the ball tonight? If they struggle to run the ball tonight, this Saints defense can turn them over. You know, you mentioned that the Saints haven't really been dominant, even though the scoreboard looks like they've been dominant, but they haven't really been dominant when you actually watch the games here. In the last two weeks, they've kind of gone up against some some junior varsity offenses, some might say, with Carolina and the New York Giants. This will be a little bit different tonight, though, with the way Stafford has kind of been playing with the, with the weapons that they have there, with Nakua and Cup and Higby. Like, how do you see the Saints defense going up against this Rams offense? And maybe is the over an appealing look here sitting at 45 and a half? You know, I, I never like overs on, on, on marquee games. Uh, mm -hmm. But for me, you know, look, I think Stafford's played very good within himself. He's at 7.3 yards per attempt. Last year he was at 6.9. So he's able to get the ball downfield a little bit. But all this comes off the play-action pass game. Last year they had no run game. He was sacked 8.7% of his throws. This year that's down to 5.2. So he's getting the ball out. He's getting better protection. And that's going to be the key. You know, that is going to be the key tonight for him to be able to make those throws, stay ahead, and then play from in front. And look, on paper, they, they've been really good the last few weeks, right? Since their bye week, 
they have come back and, and they have looked like, okay, they're really a good team. They're coming along. But we know this is not a team filled with great depth, right? Mm-hmm. We understand that, right? You know, they lost the overtime game to Baltimore. But other than that, they're 4-1 they're and one since their bye week. And a credit goes to Sean McVay how he's been able to handle it in their defense. Their defense gets bailed out because they're very good in the red zone. Your 11-team, left-best team in the red zone. They don't force turnovers, but then their offense doesn't turn the ball over. So they've played really good complementary football, and they struggle when they have to play against really physical football teams up front. It's interesting. This is an interesting note. The Rams opened this lineup as a, as a, as a one-point favorite, mm. as a one-point dog, excuse me. And now it lists them as four-point. This, this was a look-ahead line, right? And McVay's one of the few coaches in the league that when the line moves that much away towards him, he covers. He's 47 and 19 when the line moves that way to him. He's 36, 27 and three against the spread when the line moves that way to him. So that tells you something. Yeah, that McVay has been really good at um, exceeding market expectations here. And just from a, a probability standpoint of like the playoff picture, I was looking at NFL.com. They always put up the if they win, what's their percentage to make the playoffs? If they lose, what's the percentage for the Rams tonight, Michael? Right now, they have a 52% chance to make the playoffs as we sit here this morning. If they win, that goes up to 73%. If they lose tonight, it goes all the way down to 15%. And for New Orleans, it's a pretty big swing as well. They win at 70%. If they lose, it's 24%. Like this effectively, what we're going to see tonight is a playoff game. Like the loser yeah. is done for the NFC playoffs. Yeah, and and so that puts you right into the firmly into do you trust Dennis Allen? I mean, let's hear your you know, I know your answer on this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's, I know, it's a no. you know, I mean, how do you trust Dennis Allen and the Saints team to come out there and car? I mean, let's face it. You know, you think we we think car, I know all he needs is a good defense and he'll take his team as far as he can go. But when you look at Carr's numbers, and his check-down approach, and all the things that don't happen when he gets it to the red zone. I, I think it's scary. Yeah, it's big game, playoff type of game. One end, I get McVay Stafford. The other end, I get Dennis Allen, Derek Carr. I, I, I don't think football is that simple to where you can ever just boil it down to that, but sometimes it's just like, all right, well, I'm either not going to bet the game or I'm going to bet the Rams. I'm still deciding between what I'm going to do in this game, but we'll have more time to talk about this later on in the show, Mike. Let's get to some of today's headlines here from around the National Football League. Right before we went on the air, we got big news out of South Beach from uh, NFL Network's Cameron Wolf. This is that Tyreek Hill, the all-pro wide receiver, returned to practice today, so a good sign for his availability against the Cowboys on Sunday. Also returning to practice for the Dolphins, Teron Armstead, the left tackle, Xavier Howard, the cornerback and then Devon a chain the running back the rookie but Tyreek Hill obviously the biggest news there for Miami well I mean look you had to feel like he was going to play right I mean the way he was going last week he worked out before the game and couldn't go you could see him flinch you could see there was some discomfort you know and this so you had to feel like with more rest he's going to go I'm sure the Cowboys have planned all along for Tyreek Hill Mm mm-hmm so I don't think this is going to come as any surprise to them. I mean, I think they're fully prepared for him and ready for him. And their defense, hopefully last week's reflection of their defense was more the flu than it was they just didn't tackle anybody. So, and Dan Quinn says they got to tackle better. I think they got to do a lot of things better if they're going to play this team really well. Yeah, no, it's a, a big boost here for Miami, but I'm looking at the betting market 
we're still sitting at Pickham. So maybe the betting market has organic interest in the Dallas Cowboys here in this spot. We'll see what happens. But Pickham is our number 50, the total. Um, maybe it's that'll funny, tick back though. Up. Nobody's really – nobody's taken my – I mean, I know the number moved from one and a half down to oh, – there was a lot of Cowboy money coming in, so it moved. But there's really no one playing Miami. I think Miami has the belief by the betting – by the public that they, they, they're not going to beat a good team. Yeah, and that's been the, the whole book on the Miami Dolphins throughout this entire year is that they can't beat anyone here. As uh, the Miami Dolphins have been talked about quite a bit this week with their quarterback, Tua Tungabailoa, he had a message for kind of the haters earlier this week. Here's what Tua had to say for people that said that all the pieces around him are why he succeeds. I keep receipts. We all we all have, have, have a way of how we do things, but like all the narratives about it, I am, yeah, sure. I am only good with... Tyreek and I that you're right I am that is the only time I'm at my best um you're right I'm only good when Jalen's in I I I I could care less about it like sure uh if Jalen and those guys are not like I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be like that's that's what the narrative needs to be and we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team I am the worst football player if that's what you want like I don't care like I really don't so Whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, like take clips out, out of what I just said. Do it, do what you need to do. Like that, I'm just here to do my job, and my job is to help our guys win games. We'll get Michael's reaction to that when we come back here on the Lombardi Line. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, be 21. I keep receipts. We all we all have 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 a way of how we do things, but like all the narratives about it, I am yeah, sure. I am only good with Tyreek and I that you're Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here presented by mm-hmm. DraftKings. Femi Bebefe, Michael Lombardi. Michael, you hear Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa saying he keeps receipts about how he's only as good as the surrounding parts. Uh, we've never seen Tua sound kind of this salty a little bit here. I like yeah. seeing the, ch- the chip on his shoulder. It's good to see. Well, he looks like he's pissed. I mean, he looks like he's yeah. mad at people like me that keep saying <laughs> that, you know, he needs to have the right situation. But I think that's most all quarterbacks, right? You know, the thing about Tua that's that's always difficult is if you take away his first read, look, everybody has a a book on them, right? Great player, even Mahomes and and all the Josh Allen. There's always a book out on the quarterback, Brady. You know, Brady, if you pack the middle of the field and force him to throw the ball outside, that was gonna struggle. So it's the same thing. I mean, this isn't like you're you're just not attacking the kid, but the reality of it is you take away his first look, you know, you make him have to convert a lot of third downs in a game. And you take away that hit what he wants to do in the middle of the field, you know, and and you don't let him be a rhythm thrower. You you've got a chance to slow him down. I don't think it's, I don't think it's really hard to, to uh, really break it down. I think when you listen to when you watch teams that attack him the right way, they they'll have some success. I think really the conversation is is he is very accurate with the football. He gives his receivers a chance to run with it after the catch. How much value is that? He's going to get paid. Is Miami going to make him $55 million? They're going to pay him more than Mahomes? Are they going to pay him? What are they going to pay him? I think that's the fair question. What are they going to pay him? Yeah, and the, the going rate for a lot of these quarterbacks is like that $55-plus million. I mean, we're going to continue to see those contracts skyrocket more and more and more here. Do you think Cal- the Cowboys are capable of kind of packing the middle field, taking away those first reads from Tua? Like, are they capable of doing that? Sure they are. And if they can get inside pressure, that's going to be the key. You got to get in front of Tua. Look, all these guys, whether it's Tua, Tua, whether it's Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, you have to play the game where you have to force them to throw the ball over a wall. And the wall is from your inside rush. I think what we've seen more in pro football in the last month is the lack of really a true understanding by some of the, the coaches in terms of how to rush a good quarterback, how to take away an offense with a rush. You don't take away an offense with all your coverage. It has to be the rush and the coverage. So you've got to get in front of the quarterback. Last week, Green Bay never got in front of Baker Mayfield. He could step up into the pocket and throw the ball. I think one of the things you're knocking Jalen Hurts on today after watching that Seattle tape is he didn't step up. There was He didn't have to run around. There was plenty of room to step up and make throws and run the offense. And when you give a quarterback that inside where you don't pressure him in the paint, which is from the outside shoulder of both guards to where he sets up, they're going to look dynamic. When you do that to Tua, he doesn't look as good. When you did it to Brady, he didn't look as good. Yeah, no, we'll see what happens on Sunday down in South Beach here with the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Pick'em is our spread right now. 50 is the total, so a lot of fireworks are expected Christmas Eve night. Let's get to the game on Saturday, though, as we continue these NFL headlines from around the league here. The Bengals at the Steelers. Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, told the media earlier today that wide receiver Jamar Chase has officially been ruled out with the chest injury. So obviously they've been dealing with no Joe Burrow there. Jake Browning's done a terrific job filling in. Now you take away the 
their wide receiver number one here. This is just more and more of what the Cincinnati Bengals have been dealing with from injuries from key players so far this season. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we always focus on the receivers who are going to miss the game. I think the biggest injury for Cincinnati and why I think they become a little bit of a liability is their best defensive lineman, and D.J. Reader mm. is out. He's gone for the season. And this is a team that couldn't play run defense to begin with, with him in there, and he was one of their best run defenders. They're 31st in the National Football League in yards allowed on the ground. They're 26 in yards per attempt. I mean, this is why Pittsburgh was able to go in there and beat them 16-10 to because Pittsburgh – was able to run the ball for 153 yards against him. And it was the first game that Browning has started, so they really weren't sure what he was capable of doing. They only, they only threw, they only gained 222 yards in that game. So mm-hmm. without Reader in there and then without Chase, this changes the game plan a little bit on how they want to attack him. Look, Pittsburgh's back's to the wall. We talked about this on the GM Shuffle today. Like, there's something else going on in Pittsburgh that is a little bit different than we're used to, right? Is it Pickens is creating so much problems in the building that the chemistry of the team isn't there? You know, he doesn't want to block because he's afraid he's going to get rolled up on all that stuff. So, you know, on paper, it's kind of surprising that three weeks ago, this team won 16 to 10 in Cincinnati, yet neither the Bengals haven't lost and the Steelers haven't won since that game. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because on like on paper what the point spread was in that game, I believe Pittsburgh was a two and a half point road favorite in Cincinnati that game. Now with the same, well, I guess it's a difference quarterbacks here. Pickett played that day for Pittsburgh. Now it's Mason Rudolph starting for the Steelers. But Cincinnati is now the two point favorite on the road in this contest. But you mentioned everything that's going on in Pittsburgh. George Pickens under fire for a lack of effort. Mike Tomlin, the head coach, was asked about it this week by the media. Here's what Tomlin had to say about what's going around had his second round, uh, second year receiver, I should say. Say George Pickens. No. Is there any form of discipline that will be given? Not that I'm going to discuss with you guys. Have you had to change your approach and how you work with him to focus on those things like maturity and just development? Hey, I do what I have to do, man. Um, it comes with the job. Um, he's not the first guy that I have or I've had um, that needs growth and development in, in life areas. And so, uh, it's a rerun for me and for us, largely. Do you feel like you guys have been successful and you've been successful in helping other players with growth and maturity in life things? Very much so. Mike, how do you think the block room takes a player and you say that he doesn't want to hurt? Ask him. Mike, can you explain why you feel it's appropriate that he will pass? Because, again, that um, he's got talents. We want to utilize him. He's very much in growth and development. But it'd be the same if we were winning games or if he said appropriate things with you guys yesterday. You guys might have gone away, but that wouldn't make me any more comfortable about this process that he's going through that is that is, is ongoing and continual and, and it will continue to require our attention. Well, Tomlin not happy about what's going on there with his wide receiver, George Pickens. And Bengals wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, he chimed in on this, which you usually don't see. He said, quote, it shows the lack of camaraderie that's over there. I can't really talk for anybody, but like when things aren't going well, you still have to perform at a high level and do what you can to help the team. I've seen clips of him. It was on a pick. It kind of looked like he wasn't trying to chase it down. See, I don't go by that. That's something that they've got to deal with. When things ain't going good, that's when your true colors show. I like to be the same player week in and week out, whether it's going to be good or bad for me uh yikes <laughs> it's, it's not good for the Pittsburgh Steelers no and you know I think what Tyler Boyd said is right I mean you, you don't have to be in the building to see the lack of connectivity I mean we saw it with the Chargers you see it you can see it if you pay attention if you see the body language of the players and the Steelers body language really you know 
has not been good. You think, oh, it was all Matt Canada's fault. Well, they averaged 16.6 yards uh, points with Matt Canada. They're down to 13 with the new offensive regime. So it wasn't him. I mean, there's a lot of problems within the team, and you could see the frustration of Mike Tomlin there that trying to get it fixed, and it's hard. Yeah, tough times out there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see if they're able to go ahead and uh, get back on the right track. Once again, Kenny Pickett has been ruled out. It's Mason Rudolph that will be starting. Then also we got the news of DeMonte KZ. We haven't talked about this. I'm curious to get your thoughts about this. DeMonte KZ, the Steelers defensive back, suspended for the rest of the regular season. At first, it was the regular season plus playoffs, but James Thrash, the hearing officer, uh, went ahead and repealed that to just the regular season. So if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, they would get DeMonte KZ back here. But what did you make of that? Like, I, I was ranting about it on Twitter about how, like, hey, like Minshew kind of threw the ball and put Michael Pittman in a tough spot here. We took Brady's talked about how quarterbacks need to help protect their receivers. I thought it was kind of a brutal punishment here for DeMonte Casey, even though I guess he's been flagged for a couple of these earlier this season. Yeah, I don't think it's the one incident, Femi. I think it's the kind of the, they're trying to clean it up. But again, you know, we're using penalties to think it's going to stop when we should be using education to get it mm-hmm. to stop or fundamentals. I mean, that's the bigger issue. It's, it's hard to get people to tackle the right way if you don't teach tackling the right way. And every NFL team does. I, I completely agree with that. However, not any NFL team has the time to really work on it during the season. And in the offseason, you're not allowed to work on it. So it's, it's kind of like they're, they're telling you you got to be better fundamentally, but they don't give you any time to be fundamental. Yeah, and maybe these quarterbacks as well from fundamentals, it's like put the ball in the right place and not kind of send your guy out there on a mission to go get his head taken off. I mean, it's it's a tough spot all around there, but DeMonte Casey suspended for the rest of the regular season. Could come back if the Steelers make the postseason. Last headline here before we head to break, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. He's on track to play week 16 when the Chiefs go ahead and visit, rather the Raiders visit the Chiefs here. Uh, Jacobs coming back, that's a big boost for them um, in this spot here where maybe they can keep this competitive against a Kansas City team that's laying and 10. Yeah, look, they've played good defense, the Raiders, in the last few weeks. You know, I mean, I know they gave up 31 the last time they played them, but they have played they have played good defense. And, you know, Mahomes has continued to turn the ball over. Let's be clear. So, you know, the Raiders are going to need some help from the Chiefs if they're going to keep this under the 10 because I have a hard time thinking the Raiders can score a lot of points. Last time they played them, you know, they scored 17, 14 in the first two drives. Yeah. The total in this game is sitting at 41. Outdoor game late in the season. We'll see what happens. But we'll talk more about this Raider offense as well as some other units on the other side with different game or more of the same coming up next year on the Lombardi Line. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit BioToyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to check out VSIN's betting splits but don't have a VSIN Pro subscription yet? No problem. This week only, we're giving everyone access to the betting splits for free. The VSIN betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. You see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Get free access to VSIN's betting splits all this week at VSIN.com slash splits. That's VSIN.com slash splits. It's like a nice holiday gift from uh, from VSIN to you at home. Uh, we're looking to go ahead and get that information. This is the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast will be joining us 15 minutes from now. We'll get Harry's pick for Thursday night football. Big game between the Saints and the Rams coming up in the next segment. But Michael, let's get to a little game of different game or more of the same. Units that had success last week that we'll see if they can carry it on over to week 16. And we will start with the Las Vegas Raiders offense a week ago this very night. Aiden O'Connell, 248 passing yards, four touchdowns. We saw Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, 101 and a touchdown. The Raiders had it cooking there. Trey Tucker, he had a nice little game, three receptions, 59 yards, two touchdowns. This week, though, they go to Arrowhead Christmas morning to pace the Kansas City Chiefs. Is this a different game or more of the same for the Las Vegas Raiders against KC? Well, this will be a different game. It's always harder to block a good front on on the road like this chief front. Uh, I think it'll be very challenging for them to beat man coverage to win and protect up front. So it's going to be a different game. Look, you're not going to score 63 points. You know, I mean, even when you watch the tape, you're wondering how they scored 63 points, right? But you get the ball spotted in, in you know, inside the 20 almost every single series, you're going to score a lot of points. So... They went from they went from no points to 63. I think we'll find their medium will be back somewhere around 13 or 17. Yeah, that, that's what it feels like to me as well. That was more of like a kind of uh, an exception to the rule a little bit there with obviously the Chargers. I mean, it looked like they pretty much quit out there on the field. So I don't think that's going to be the case for the Kansas City Chiefs who need this game to kind of stay in this race for the number one seed there, uh, trying to get home field advantage for the playoffs. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, last week they faced the New England Patriots defense. The Patriots defense had been playing well, but hit a rough spot a week ago. They gave up 27 to Kansas City, 305 passing yards to Mahomes there, and the Chiefs were three for five in the red zone. Well, this Sunday, the Patriots go to the Rocky Mountains to face the Denver Broncos. Will this be a different game or more of the same here for New England? Well, I mean, New England gave up 27 points to, to the 
to the Chiefs. But, I mean, I think when you watch the game, the, the Chiefs got the ball spotted inside their territory, uh, you know, and it was, uh, a, a, you know, Bailey Zappi turnover that certainly helped them. But, look, I, I think, you know, the Patriots defense will play well. They've, they understand Sean Payton's run game. I think it'll be a different game for them. I think they'll play – they'll improve their play. There's no question. And this passing game, if they take you take away Sutton, you force Russell to have to stay in there, I think it becomes a little different. Now, there could be a weather game here. We could be mm. a snow game on this day. So, uh, Femi, we're expecting that. I think they're expecting not win, but some snow on, on game day. That's not Christmas Eve, a little snow game. That'll be fun to watch for everybody yeah. there. Kind of leaning toward taking the points with New England in this game. The total's low. It doesn't feel like Denver's one of those offenses that can like explode and win by margin. But I haven't decided yet, but if I had to – Pick a lean, it'd be the Patriots plus six and a half. What about the Buccaneers offense? They were uh, fireworks at Lambeau mm. Field this past Sunday against Joe Barry and that Green Bay defense. Baker Mayfield, perfect passer rating. First visiting quarterback to ever do that at Lambeau Field. 22 of 28, 381, four touchdowns. Only the second time this season that they've scored 30-plus points. Seven of 11 on third down were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, well, this week they face the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Is this different game more of the same for Tampa offense? It'll be a different game because let's put it in perspective. Against Atlanta, he throws for 142 yards. Against Carolina, he throws for 194. Against Indianapolis, he throws for 173. Like the last three games, other until he saw Joe Barry, he wasn't throwing for anything. You know, and then all of a sudden Joe Barry decides to rush past the quarterback and, you know, let him step up and have all these easy throws. I mean, easy throws, Femi. I mean, it weren't even hard throws. So you're not going to see that same game. Now, look, Jacksonville's beat up. They'll get Campbell back defensively. That'll help. Their best corner comes back. But, you know, they're going to have to manage this game with C.J. Beathard. It sounds like Trevor Lawrence wasn't on the practice field this morning. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that off air. And so, look, this Jacksonville team has not played well since the bye. Had two wins, a good win in Houston. That was a good win. I think Houston kind of gave them that game. That was kind of a fortunate game to get. They beat Tennessee. Really, you know, Tennessee's not very good right now. But this Jacksonville team's not very tough, and I think Jacksonville will have a hard time against Tampa. Tampa played good defense last week. So this game is one at DraftKings, but I'm seeing two where I'm sitting here at Circa, and it looks like we could be headed to even two and a half at some other spots. The market's starting to react to the news that Trevor Lawrence was not on the field. Maybe pessimism growing for his chances of going through the concussion protocol right now. Uh, so maybe it'll be a C.J. Beathard-led Jacksonville Jaguars team instead of a Trevor Lawrence-led one here. But uh, I agree with you. I think it'll be a different game. Like it's, Joe Barry is like the perfect elixir if your offense is struggling a little bit there. So I'm sure uh, <laughs> our guy Big Daddy is going to be going through it with the Packers. Oh. the end of the season. <laughs> oh, he, and, he, and he has every right to be upset. I mean, Matt LaFleur, you know, knew it was a problem. The defense did not play. They underachieved last year. They have some really – now, this is where Big Daddy and I, we have a split. They have good players on defense. They do. You know, they've got legitimate players on defense. Now, they don't use them correctly, and they don't scheme, and they play horrible complementary football. But this is a classic example of LaFleur being an offensive coordinator and not a head coach. He saw the problem. He just didn't want to make a change to Joe Barry. If you put Brian Flores as the coordinator on Green Bay, oh. what do you think the Green Bay Packers look like this year? If you put Jim Schwartz as the defense coordinator, what do you think they look like? Or if you hired Vic Fangio? 
Yeah, and they'd be challenging the Detroit Lions for that NFC North title is what I think would be happening right there based on what we've seen over this past month. All right, the Cowboys offense against the Buffalo Bills, pathetic. Ten points. They hadn't been held under 30 since week number nine. 195 yards of total offense. Dak, 134 passing yards, one interception, just two trips to the red zone. Well, I mean, this week, this Cowboys offense is facing the Miami Dolphin defense. Is this different game or more of the same here for the Cowboys offense? It'll be a different game. They're not going to be that bad. I mean, and look, they're going to have to – they know they're in for a, a tough game because, look, their offensive line is going to be challenged. This front for Miami is tough to block, especially the two inside guys. You know, and, and, and Chubb's playing really well. Tyron Smith mispracticed the other day, which he always typically takes that Wednesday off. We'll see if he's healthy. They're going to need Zach Martin. One thing we've known about the Cowboys this year, for all the conversation about how poorly they play on the road – Really what is highlighted by their poor play on the road is their inability to pass protect. Is their, is their offensive line mm-hmm. hasn't played well on the road. That's been the really disheartening thing all season. Yeah, and the disheartening thing for the Cowboys own line is this Clarence Hill, who covers the Cowboys there for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, I believe. He said Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith is a bigger concern for Sunday than right guard Zach Martin. Uh, Tyron Smith dealing with the back issues. said Cowboys may not know on Smith until Saturday, if not game day. So not a good sign there for Tyron Smith. No, and then, and then of course you don't know if he's going to be able to continue, if he, even if you address him. He's one of those guys you're not sure he's going to get through the game. Yeah. That, that's got to have you concerned. Yeah, that's a big concern there for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, hopefully Zach Barton's good to go because you definitely saw the offensive line take a big, big step back when he left the game last week against the Buffalo Bills. All right, let's get to the 49ers defense. Last week against the Cardinals, not what we were used to seeing with this defense. They gave up 29 points, 436 total yards to the Arizona Cardinals. Seven of 16 on third down were those Cardinals. They also ran for 7.8 yards per carry. Different game, more of the same for the 49ers on Monday night when they host the Baltimore Ravens. A way different game. They got to tackle, right? They have to tackle well. I think with Mitchell out for, for, for Baltimore, that hurts them. I don't think Melvin Gordon's the same player that, that Mitchell was. They need he gives them that he gave them that loose play that speed that acceleration mm-hmm. you know I don't see that one so yeah I think you're going to see a better tackling San Francisco 49er team which is going to have to be the case because one thing when you play the Ravens you got to tackle really well do you think that's what all their run defense issues are is it just tackling because I know like a lot of Niners fans if there's anything that they could pick at with this team because they've been unbelievable uh, ever since the three game losing streak is it just like there's a, a fundamental issue or is it all just kind of comes down to fundamentals of tackling no, one of the thing one of the things that have always stood out to you when you watch the San Francisco 49ers play defense they don't do anything that c- confuses you with their scheme they do everything with their speed and their ability to tackle. That is the really the most important thing they do. That's what sets them apart. Their speed combined with their athleticism. Because once you catch the ball, there's no more. You get no more free yards. Whereas like we saw Monday night, you know, the Eagles, you know, K- Kenneth Walker breaks out. He makes a corner miss. The next thing you know, an eight-yard game becomes 12, 14, 18. That's where, that's where deep, bad defenses start to show up. Yeah, no, it's a, they got to go ahead and get this up dialed in here. This is a game that's massive, of course, for both teams trying to get the number one seed in their respective conferences. Maybe it's a Super Bowl preview. Maybe this game will go a long way in deciding who wins league most valuable player with Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson. 
Christian McCaffrey? Like, could we see a running back win this award for the first time since Adrian Peterson did it in 2012? Maybe. Some people think that McCaffrey is the best player in the league so far this season. He's been terrific, scores a touchdown at least one every single week here. And we will ask our next guest that on the other side. Who's his MVP? What bet should we be making? Who does he like Thursday night football between the Saints and the Rams? Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast will join us next year on the Lombardi line. Don't go away here. This is the DraftKings Network here. We're presented by DraftKings. Whole lot more fun coming up on the other side. Stay with us. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.